Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. Wow, you sound low energy, yo. I'm Zook. It's like your batteries were dying there. You were just kind of getting slower and slower. It's just been a it's been a day. It's been a week. And it's not over yet. No, it's not. It, it's not over. And we still have another two and a half weeks. Of? No, just two weeks. I'm sorry. Two weeks. Oh, of the uh, until the election? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it makes Jesus cry. Maybe two weeks. I don't know. There may be a lawsuit afterwards and I don't know, a call not to if he, arms not if he or wins. something. No, yeah. then, then the rest of us will have a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, Trump said he'll accept the results today if he wins. So it's good to see that he's a good winner. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, shout out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, Radio KSCR, Geek Factor Radio, WP Cycle Web Hosting, Open Book Audio, Stitcher.com, and by, I don't know, Pringles Loaded Baked Potato Chips that I just polished off here while we were getting ready to record um got a couple other things to throw out there we've got wizarding days coming up in february i believe at the Southtown expo center uh we will be there representing stolen droids in some capacity as press members um that is that is official let me get the dates here do we need to be sorted first? Sorted into houses? I, I'm hoping we get sorted. I, I, I really I want to get sorted because that would be awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's February 24th and 25th, uh, 2017 at the Southtown, Southtown Expo Center. Um, you can visit their website at wizardingdays.com with a Z, D-A-Y-Z. And yeah, I, I'm kind of waiting to see what all they have announced. Uh, it's if I if I understand correctly, it's done by the same people who did FantasyCon a few years ago, and that was a pretty good convention. So I, I think this should be should be pretty good. But it's Friday and Saturday. Uh, one thing that I like that they're doing is they're having a press preview on Thursday, so that makes me all sorts of happy because now I won't get yelled at by mean people. Um, <laughs> and she knows who she is. So, yeah. Yeah, there's that. Okay. You said we have feedback, too. Uh, we do have feedback. I Yeah, I got a message today from uh, Forrest Ross, who is actually with Geek Factor. And he, he sent me some, a few messages today. He said, you know, something I haven't heard the tech media discuss very much is how dangerous it is to invest in the Apple ecosystem. Since pretty much all their stuff only works on Apple hardware, even if you're content with their stuff now, if they go in a direction you don't want with their stuff, you have to either lose a ton of money switching to Android or PC, or you have to just grit your teeth and accept whatever hardware Apple gives you. I've heard a lot of people say that the only reason they don't switch phones is because they have thousands of dollars invested in iTunes and the App Store. And then he goes on, (coughs) excuse me, Uh, he mentioned, or I mentioned, you know, that's a really good point and that I've talked about it in the past and we'll talk more about it here. Um, But then he says, Apple is the worst of all. I'm pretty heavily invested in Amazon, but I don't have to have a Kindle to read my books. 
I if I think the next Kindle sucks, I can just read from my phone or just about any tablet. I don't have to have a Fire Stick to watch my Amazon videos on my TV. I can just use a Roku. Apple makes you use their proprietary hardware for everything. It says, I suppose you can get iTunes on your PC, but let's be honest. The PC version of iTunes is garbage. When my second iPod Touch died and I got an Android smartphone, I had to screw around with iTunes for a couple hours just so I could get it to function on my PC so that I could manually download them and transfer them to my phone. This is why I refuse to use the Apple ecosystem at all. They're the worst. Wow. I I don't disagree, Forrest. That is awesome feedback. Awesome feedback and 100% accurate. The, the issue is, Forrest, is that people who buy into the Apple ecosystem whole hog fall into one of two camps. Either... Um, they don't know about how how to switch or how much money they've dropped into the Apple ecosystem and how much it has them by, you know, the cat. Or <laughs> they do know, they know all those things and don't care. Yes. Now, they may not care because it's a true lack of interest, it's a true apathy, or they may not care because they like it that way. But th- the fact is they still fall into that camp. Now, the ones who don't know um, are not dumb per se they they just simply they've lost perspective see it's easy to say well my apple just works and really i haven't spent that much money on it because we're going back to the beginning of itunes if you were to add up all of everything that they've spent in the app store in itunes and apple hardware and apple specific hardware sure that becomes an unfathomable number Right, that's an amount that's just insane. But it's been spread out over such time that it makes it much more easy to deal with. But when you ask them to switch, switch to Android, switch to BlackBerry, switch to Windows Phone, switch to No Phone, it doesn't matter what they're switching to. Suddenly, it all comes crashing back because if you switch away from the Apple Wall Garden, then you do have to do everything all at once over again. Yeah, and it can add up real quickly. I know with me, you know, it used to be with Android, all the apps were free and you had ads. And then it started to be where you could get an ad-free version if you paid money or you could still have the version with ads. Now, you know, it's it's kind of a, a hybrid where you can have some of the features with ads or you can pay money and get all of the features without ads. Right. Now, and, sorry, and, go ahead. And I have I've gone to the point where I I use my Google Play Rewards quite a bit and almost all of the apps that can be purchased that I have on my phone, I have purchased. And so if I were to switch, I'd have to buy all those phone or, or all those apps or at least their equivalent for whatever phone I end up with. Again, and, you know, when you have to do that all at once, like you said, it's spread out over time. When you have to do it all at once, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Now, I go off of the, um, and I should clarify, because longtime listeners will know that I used to use an iPhone. Uh, I used an iPhone 3GS, and then I used an iPhone 4, and I think I got up to the 4S. And they were great. They really were. Um, Android wasn't nearly mature enough for me at the time. Uh, Windows Phone was still a speck on the horizon. Uh, and Windows Mobile was woefully inadequate. But 
I'm also from the generation where if there was an app I needed to use, it wasn't out of the question for me to install an app on my computer and pay $60 for it. So when you say, oh, well, there's mobile office for your iPhone and it's a app I have to have. I have to have this app. It is a must need. I need this app. And it was $9. Well, now I've switched to Android and I need to buy it all over again. And it's a must have. I must have this app. I have to have it to work and I have to pay $9 again for it. Well, I'm only out $18 back in the day. I would have used to pay $60 for that for my PC. So I'm still in the black, as far as I'm concerned, I look at mobile games the same way. I play mobile games now more than I play games on my Xbox. So if I'm used to spending $60 for enjoyment of a game on my Xbox, why should I be upset that I have to pay 99 cents again for this game on my phone that I'll use more? That's just my take on it. Um, Again, this doesn't help the people who simply don't know that they're getting taken uh, or getting grabbed by the cat. And again, it doesn't help the people who know and don't care. I love that. We never heard from Joe. I, no, I, we didn't. I, I, I'm surprised. Maybe she'll she'll write in about cats this time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I... I have a problem, though, with the mobile gaming industry. And you're talking, you know, you get more enjoyment right now from mobile games than you do from your Xbox. I totally get that. I get that a game is 60 bucks for your PC or for your, your console, whatever the case may be. I, I'm, yeah, go for it. It's all good. You know, you want to spend a game. I mean, I've seen some, some games on Android for 15, 16 bucks lately. You want to buy those? It's all good. My problem with the games, though, is the whole pay-to-play. You yeah, know? that's uh, that's a little bit shady. That's the microtransactions and stuff just infuriate me to no end. Can't stand them. Now back to back to you know his question, his his point. I think Apple fans are becoming a little bit more aware of it. I mean, first there was the uh, change from the thirty-pin connector to the lightning connector. Yes, um, and at the time we defended that. Because it was a logical transition. It made sense. Uh, it's kind of like you don't plug anything into your computer's parallel port anymore. In fact, your computer probably doesn't have a parallel port anymore. It worked for the time, but it's slow now. It's, you know, it, it doesn't make sense anymore. You use USB. Well, the iPhone moving from 30 pin to lightning was the same way. It just made sense. It was the logical next step. And I think people eventually caught on to that. But there was that same, uh, how do you want to describe it? That trepidation, that outrage, all their 30-pin connector accessories didn't work anymore. Yeah, I mean, and understandably so. And I think that's one of my biggest gripes with Apple is everything is proprietary in their ecosystem. Right, right. And Um, everything, it's infuriating to me. Because I hate proprietary stuff. I, I like, you know, that I can take a USB cable and use it to charge any phone that I have in my house. I can charge my wife's S7. I can charge my daughter's Nexus. I could, you know, I could charge my tablets. It doesn't matter. It's all whatever, just USB. Yeah. Now, the move to not have a headphone jack 
strikes on a different nerve because you're not transferring any more information. The headphone jack that previous iPhones had were able to transfer the raw amount of data needed for audio just fine. Yeah. This was solely a money grab, and it's one that I think really hurts people because people who really like music spend a lot on their headphones. They do. And, you know, a lot of people that I know that like that like music invest in wired headphones. I don't know a lot of, like, real audiophiles who buy Bluetooth earbuds. I, and maybe they are out there. I don't know. I don't know any. But all the, all everybody that I know who's big audiophile prefers headphones that are wired as opposed to wireless. Yeah, the big audiophiles are out there trying to find adapters from quarter inch jacks down to three mil, three point five millimeter jacks. Yeah. So. So anyway, I mean, it, I totally agree though. But thanks for the feedback, Forrest. Thanks for the the conversation. That's that's awesome. And by the way, um, he did mention if we ever want to have an angry rant about Apple's lack of internal hardware innovation, just let him know. <laughs> He'll be happy to join. But Sounds you know, like he has something to get off his chest there. It, it really does. It really does. But you know, it's interesting because I saw something today. Do you remember in 1984 when Apple introduced, was it the Macintosh computer? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what their what their slogan or logo or... Uh, do you remember that? It was that Super Bowl ad, you know, don't be one of the, the, the flock, think different. Yeah, there there was that, but there was also I it must have been their print ads and it was just hello. Do you do you recall that at all? I don't know. They I saw today they are starting to promote their next event and they're sending out invites and it says hello again. So there's a lot of speculation right now that Apple is going to completely redo their entire line of products and maybe be innovative again. Sweet. I can't wait to see the newest beige Macintosh with a 27-inch retina display and a MIDI input. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, yeah, we've got that to look forward to in the next few weeks, I think. So, we'll I was just lamenting the lack of disk drives in my computers nowadays. You know, I really wish we could get a, a five-and-a-quarter-inch floppy. Five, yeah, five-and-a-quarter-inch floppy. Never mind that. I I had friends who had 10-inch. Oh, yeah, the 10-inch. Those were rare. I didn't see many of those. Yeah, they were so big that they basically slid in alongside the monitor. Yeah, it was it was like putting a record into your computer, a square record. It was yep. awesome. Um, hey, into our headlines, and speaking about how much money people spend on mobile games, Pokemon Go, really tapering off, I think they... Lo- Personally, if I if I can speak personally here, I think they shot themselves in the foot with a lot of the enthusiasm uh, for the game. Uh, but they are the fastest game, mobile game, to hit six hundred million dollars in revenue. Yeah, I mean, faster than Candy Crush, uh, Clash of Clans. They've they've done it in what is it? Fewer than a hundred days, I believe. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it makes sense when you consider how quickly you can burn through Pokeballs. It really does, and they're still making two hundred million a day. I saw. Yeah. So now, I put this article in here because I wanted I wanted to talk a little bit about Pokemon. There are a lot of people out there that are not real happy with the direction this game has taken. 
I think you're probably among those. Uh, I am. You yourself have had some, shall we say, issues with... <laughs> I, I have been banned. I have been banned permanently from the game. Uh, I believe unfairly. However, they won't listen to my appeal. Uh, and then they went and banned my son and my stepson. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I think what they're doing is they're they're trying to stay on top of the quote unquote cheaters, you know, all those all those uh, dirty dirty bastards that are using um, sites like PokeVision and whatnot. To, well, well, I'm certainly glad that they deemed my 11 year old was cheating. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, he was connected to a hotspot with his tablet. What do you expect them to think? Come on, man. But, no, I think they've really caused a lot of ill will among the Pokemon community by some of these bannings and some of the other changes they've made, all in hopes of staying one step ahead of of hackers and bots and whatnot. And they just introduced another feature this week that just about caused me to uninstall the game where if you're traveling over 30 miles an hour now, like driving down the road, it will not show any Pokemon on your, on your screen. You could be passing Dragonites all day long and you will not see one because you're going too fast. Now, every time I get in the car with my kids, dad, can we play Pokemon on your phone? Sure. That right there just got rid of, more users. They can't People play. on the train. People on the train. I mean, they can't do it. They are killing themselves. I believe that this and all the issues can be traced back to an issue with uh, Niantic's upper management. And that is simply, if you're not playing the game, we think you should be playing it. If you're not playing it the way we think you should be playing it, we don't want you playing our game. Exactly. Which exactly. is a really narrow point of view when you're trying to get this out in front of the wider audience. Yep. And it, it's something that's fine when it was something like Ingress that had a relatively, I mean, it was a new property. Pokemon is different. It's tapping into a generation old franchise. You're going to have the weird 50 year old possible pedophile guy who shows up to the Pokemon events wanting to talk to little kids, but you're also going to have the five-year-old kids. You know, it, it spans so many different demographics that, sorry, I understand you were trying to get people to stop playing Pokemon while they were driving, but maybe that's not the only case scenario. You know, yeah. maybe that's not the only way that this is applying and that your policy is going to be effective. Yeah, I think that it's it's bad news what's going on there to the point where I'm actually just about ready to uninstall the app i'm just i'm so sick of it i'm such a casual player now i just don't even care i i i, well, I already said i got a refund from google play for all the money i pumped into that game oh did you they refunded you huh they refunded me and then i went and uninstalled ingress too yeah i took ingress off in fact you know what i think i'm gonna take pokemon off right now yeah while i'm thinking of it well while you're doing that um weebly and foursquare got uh breached what the Hacks honors in effect um i don't know what weebly is i have no clue what that is i feel like i used to know what it is yeah it sounds familiar but i just yeah i i don't know 
which means, frankly, um, and, and how many people use Foursquare still? I don't know, but the thing with Foursquare, I uninstalled the app. You can't, de- you know, at least you could not delete your account when I took it off. Mm-hmm. When they when they switched their thing and went to Swarm and Foursquare, I actually swore them off. I wrote an article on the site about it, why I was doing it, and um, yeah, now I, I wasn't able to ever delete my account, which really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Which means this is all old accounts. Yes. So if you're a person who hasn't changed their username or password across multiple sites for years, they probably, and you had one of these accounts, that probably means they have your password. Just saying. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. I would, I should write up a how-to article for the site because there's a great way around this Uh, and it's so simple it's ridiculously simple this day and age you know i'm not even going to waste more time we're already 21 minutes into recording just on our rant on apple i will write this on the site keep an (laughs) eye out for it because yeah it's just ridiculous um let's move on to something that's probably going to take another 20 minutes if we're being honest nintendo had an event yes um I have so many mixed feelings right now, but they are releasing, or they announced the Nintendo Switch, which is going to be the official name. It's the uh, Nintendo NX, the uh, NX project they were working on for years. Uh, It's supposed to launch March of 2017. It is, it's ambitious to say the least. I, mean, I don't I honestly do not know how I feel about this. I exactly. That's exactly where I'm at with it because it is so amazing, it's so ambitious. I almost think it's predestined to fail. Too too much ahead of its time? Maybe. I I think it kind of depends on what games they get, and that is what we are increasingly seeing across all platforms. It almost doesn't matter what the platform is, it matters more what the apps, software, services. It's the experience. Well, you know it's Nintendo, so you're going to have Mario. You're going to have Zelda. Right. um, Super Smash Brothers. Yep, Smash Brothers. Uh, What else do they have? They're big ones. Zelda? Did I I say that? I said Zelda. Kirby? Kirby, yeah. You'll get Kirby. Yeah. I mean, they've got a few titles, or a few properties, rather, that just by virtue of having those properties they're going to get sales because yeah. people will buy it to play those games and that's unfortunate in my opinion because that's where Xbox and PlayStation have been able to really take off people think it's the super expensive hardware it's not it's by AAA titles that really break new ground but enough about that because we haven't said a word about what this thing actually is and why it's so hard to describe it's everything that's right about the wii u with nothing that's wrong um which is to say a lot so it's a convertible system it's a console dock that can hook to your tv and it has a standard looking controller but then you can take the console out of the dock 
and it's actually a tablet with its own screen and all the hardware is self-contained. You can then add additional controller panels, paddles, excuse me, to the side of the tablet and suddenly it's a handheld, it, it's the new Game Boy. Yeah, very it's cool. It's also very cool. Now, part of me hates this because it assumes only one gamer in the family. And yes. that's a real shame because I feel that a lot of modern consoles and modern systems are isolating us and taking the social aspect out of gaming. But they thought of this. See, you can take those controller paddles off the side of the console, snap them together, and they become a second controller. So right there, you have a two-player game console that you can take out and about. Uh, there's also, uh, in the video, in the trailer video, it shows two people with Nintendo Switches coming together, putting them back-to-back, -back, and you end up having four people playing on two separate screens. Which, if that's the case, that could be a game-changer, pardon the pun. Now... Well, you mentioned the the whole social aspect. That's one of the things that made the Wii so exciting when it came out. Was right. it introduced a social aspect that I don't think had been around before. Well, it had with the original Nintendo and, you know, the power pad oh, and that that is true. That is true. That but is but true. but not back. well. I mean, the technology yeah, it, wasn't quite there yeah, yet. Yeah, it was it was it was there, but it wasn't great. I I remember playing on the power pad. I remember, you know, all that stuff. It it wasn't great technology, but right. they with the Wii they were able to make it so that I mean you had four people come over to play Guitar Hero on the Wii, you know, or mm -hmm. it, it, well, it was a party console. And I remember about the same time PlayStation came out with the the PlayStation I. I remember there that was their first almost connect like experience, and then yes. Microsoft eventually came out with the Connect, trying to capitalize on it, and the PlayStation Move, and but. Then the PlayStation 4 came out and the Xbox One. And right now, my 13-year-old, he and I are playing Halo. I'm taking him through all the Halos. We're about to finish Halo 1, move into Halo 2. And guess what? When we get past Halo 4, I'll have to let him play it on his own because we can't do co-op on Halo 5 on the same console. Which is garbage. And... I've heard this from PlayStation owners as well, but everything about the Xbox One screams, oh, we assume you don't live with anyone now. We assume this is your TV, this is your console, No, you're not sharing with anyone, you're not playing with anyone. If you are, it's random people online who you may or may not actually know. Yeah. And it's... That may be what society is going to, but I'm 35. You're like 47. It's <laughs> I'm 40. <laughs> 47 is Stark. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Stark is, check the archives. You are so young. Um, but, you know, back in our day, it was, hey, want to come over and play this game? Oh, yeah, totally. Go after school and play Super Mario Brothers until your mom yells at you because you're not home doing your homework. Right. And I want to give credit where it's due. I really feel Nintendo is really trying to put that back into gaming. Which is awesome. Now, the question becomes, I think, 
again, what kind of games are they going to have? Because are you going to go out and buy this system just so you can play Mario Kart on it instead of the Mario Kart you already have for the Wii or the Mario Kart you already have for your DS or your 3DS? The answer is yes. People will. <sighs> People do. We've got 20 plus years of Mario Kart to fall back on to see that that's the case. I know, but I get the feeling that they would do so much better with more robust hardware that could run more serious games. But Mar- but Nintendo's never been about robust hardware. Their games are are never going to compete. Their hardware is never going to compete with with the stuff that Xbox or Sony comes out with. Mm, true, not since the N sixty four. Yeah, it's just it's not what they do. That's not their focus. They focus on the property. And I, you know, those games are good games, but you know, they're not going to look like if if you put Call of Duty into uh, a Wii, it's not going to look the same as it does on an Xbox because the hardware is just not a, not as good. <sighs> so sad. Now, the last worry I have about this console, and then we'll move on here, is that as cool as it seems, the whole Transformer aspect of it seems awesome. It seems very capable. If it works as smoothly as it does in this trailer, it should be great. But that's a lot of moving parts. That's a lot of connectors. That's a lot of things that can go wrong. Especially when your five-year-old gets them. Right. Yeah, I see, so, I see this. Maybe this is the console that is just for you. <laughs> Maybe you get your kids a used one off Craigslist in a year. Yeah, I I just I and probably if if I didn't have four kids myself, I wouldn't be so worried about that. But I do, and yeah. I am. Yeah. Now we should mention also before we move on. That Nintendo apparently lacks courage because it included a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. How dare they adhere to industry standards for the last 40 years? No doubt. So Facebook had an issue. Again? Or they don't still? Like boobs. They really don't. And I, I want to say we've done this before with them. Oh, many times. For... I mean, for, like, breast cancer awareness videos. I think they've banned them before, which is what they've done this time. They've banned an offensive Swedish breast cancer awareness video. Now, I haven't seen it because it was banned on Facebook, but, um, yeah, they they took it down. I guess the video displays animated figures of women with circle-shaped breasts. How was, dare they? And it was, I know, aren't they more like teardrop shape? Uh, but it was aimed at explaining to women how to check for suspicious lumps. Heaven forbid, you know. Right, right. We, we, we're we all against, you know, ending breast cancer and encouraging breast cancer awareness, but not if it actually makes us think of breasts. Yeah. Because, you know, decency and stuff. The more that Facebook does lately the worse they look and i think facebook is just i mean they're like just one step above the devil at this point 
I have a wild idea. How about they just let people onto Facebook and put in place a series of content guidelines, content filters. So when your child turns whatever age that you deem is morally okay for them to get a Facebook account, you can set them up a child Facebook account and it automatically blocks language, violence, whatever you've put that filter to. Yeah, that's just, that's not how they do it, though. I mean, remember when they they banned that iconic photo of the naked Vietnamese girl? Right, right. I mean, they just, they're banning everything. They're, they're the thought police. It's 1984, and Zuckerberg is in charge. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. When you... Zonner and I had this talk right before the show started, and I don't want to get drawn into a political discussion, but uh, a lot of the news-based, quote-unquote, quote-unquote news-based memes that have been going around this election cycle um, really fall under propaganda. They're not actually news. They don't actually relay facts. It's all trying to speak to a base instinct you have for one candidate or for another candidate and trying to play off of fears. Well, that's that's propaganda. It's a propaganda war. And if you fall for it, I, I'm sorry for you. But when you consider that Zuckerberg is also the one who runs the company who is feeding you all this propaganda, that's a terrifying thought. Yeah, I mean, they totally determine what you see. We've talked about it with the trending news. I mean, that, that's been a big sticking point over the last few months. But it's just, they're determining what you see, what information you're given. And, oh, for the days of my RSS feed. Oh, no doubt. Google Reader, where are you? But, yeah, it's just, it's it's pretty infuriating to me. Well, especially, I mean, you and I both have mothers who are battling breast cancer. And so, mm-hmm. you know, breast cancer awareness is kind of something that we want to, that we need to take care of. So. Yeah, there, there's, uh, there's educational facts about breast cancer that I think everyone should be more aware of. For instance, I couldn't figure out how my mom's had gotten into her brain. I thought that meant that she also had brain cancer. Yeah. Nope. Not how it works. I didn't know that. Maybe if Facebook had let me see an educational video on it, I would have known it. Well, when is Testicular <laughs> Cancer Awareness Month, if that's even a thing, I don't know if it is, are they going to, like, any ball that's on, I mean, it's round, so it's obviously a ball, so we've got well, to block it. It's offensive. Well, what about that? There was testicular cancer awareness. Remember, Deadpool did a video on it, and it's all I saw on my feed. That's right. And he was kind of graphic, too. Yep. I find it interesting that we now refer to Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, like, interchangeably. Well, to be fair, this video <laughs> was Deadpool. It, it was. It was. Yeah. But no, that's just a little side note that I've noticed. Um, Okay, so this is, you would think this is a follow-up to last week. It's actually not. Um, Last week we talked about uh, Comcast getting the largest fine from the FCC, like, ever, for billing people for stuff they didn't have. Oh, yeah, sure, we'll set you up on our lowest tier package. Not a problem. Don't worry about it. By the way, I'm not telling you this, but I've also put you down for four converter boxes and an HD box and a VR box and five DVRs and the Playboy package and NFL Sunday ticket and blah, 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 just to bump up your bill. 
That's one thing. That That's old news. It's last week. We're not talking about that. This week, instead, we get new news that Comcast was also falsely promising lower rates, saying, oh, hey, Mr. Zahner, yes, um, I will give you your package for $39.99 for six months. Normally, this would be $49.99, but because you're such an awesome person and I want to give you this deal, I'm going to give you $10 off a month. Oh, by the way, there might be a $10 fee added to this thing, so don't worry about it. It's a totally normal fee that everyone pays. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> well, you look at some of their their fees. Their broadcast TV fee uh, has gone from a dollar fifty to six fifty a month since twenty fourteen. In that same time, all right. And then since twenty fifteen, their quote regional sports fee has gone from one dollar to four fifty a month. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they do that. They're charging a two dollar voice technology fee. There's all these fees that they just add on. And so you get a $29 bill or a $29 package expecting a $29 bill and you get a $45 bill because there's all these fees. Well, and what's worse is by increasing the rates, it's not like, oh, Mr. Zahner, at the end of your one-year contract or the end of your two-year contract, then we these fees may go up. It's, oh, now that we've locked you into a two-year contract, we are raising the rates. No, they they can't raise the rates. You're locked in. They uh, raise I'm sorry, the I'm sorry. fees. The fees, yes, you're right. I apologize. Absolutely right. Your $49.99 rate stays the same, but this $2 fee is now $12. Hope you don't mind. Oh, oh, you're leaving the contract early? You can't. We're going to send you to collections now. Yeah, it's it's freaking shenanigans, man. Yay, Comcast. Yeah, they suck. I'm so glad I cut the cable long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, into T-Mobile news, they're having a problem as well. And actually, this is a follow-up to a problem we previously reported on. Uh, they are settling... Uh, $48 million in fines for throttling the quote-unquote unlimited data plans. I say quote-unquote because really, they, they, if they, they did limit it, they'd say, okay, you have unlimited data, but uh, only up to a certain amount, and then you still have unlimited, but we're just going to throttle you down so low you can't use it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I got to... I'm battling T-Mobile right now over an $800 rebate, which pissing me off. But that's another story for another day. But, I mean, every time I've ever gotten a phone with T-Mobile and they say, oh, yeah, you're unlimited up to this this amount, and then at that point, just look for Wi-Fi because it's going to be so slow you can't use it. Right. And so they have been straightforward with me in that, but apparently I'm the exception to the rule. Yeah. I think part of it helps that you and I have a podcast and we actually keep up to date on tech so we know how to call salespeople on their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yet yeah. occasionally you still get you still get bamboozled. Yeah, and occasionally you still get the salesperson who thinks they know more than you. You know, I don't pretend to know more than everybody, but there's you know a l- more than the 17 year old working at the phone kiosk. There's a lot of people. When I ask the the chick working at T-Mobile if they're getting any more Galaxy Note kabooms in, 
And she looks at me and says, is that a real phone? Yeah, I, I know more than them. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the kabooms, this one's confusing. Samsung is setting up exchange stations, which by itself makes sense. You can come in, bring in your Note 7, and exchange it. And Samsung will take care of the rest. That part makes sense. Uh, the part that doesn't make sense is that they're doing this at a few select high-traffic international airports. Well, Actually, I think it makes perfect sense because they can't take their phones on planes anymore. They've been banned. The Note 7 has been banned from airlines because it's a bomb. Right, but... And so why not set it up at the airport so you can catch travelers who may be coming into the country or wherever, I don't know, and for one reason they ha were able to have their phone on one flight and they couldn't have it on another, and now they've got to do something with this phone, it, I think it makes perfect sense. I hadn't considered it that way, but that does make sense. I, I see what you're saying there. You're about to head onto a flight. The, uh, the lady, the attendant at the door says, oh, I noticed that you just checked in using your Note 7. That's an awesome feature, isn't it? You're not allowed to bring that onto the plane. What do you do with your phone suddenly? Yeah, you know? I, I was actually thinking about that. What do you do? I mean, it's an $800 phone. You don't just leave it with security. They, right. can't, they can't send it to you because the carriers won't allow it to go through there. They're not going to carry a bomb. I mean, you got to do something with it somewhere. I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. You are right. That does make a lot of sense. That's probably what they were thinking. On the other hand, I'm trying to think of it from the other standpoint where, okay, I've just set up a booth in the airport where I'm trying to ask people to give me their explosives. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that either. Sorry, sir. The bomb detector caught you. Can you please turn around and return to the Samsung booth? Yeah, they've got the bomb-sniffing dogs going around. They find the Korean dude who's got the Note 7. <sighs> if only thermite didn't make such a great battery material. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I I'm just saying, that was the point of view I was approaching it from. I mean, you're probably more accurate there, but just the same. No, I think I think it's a valid point you bring <laughs> up, too. Um, speaking of exploding Note 7s, because what the crap haven't we said about them in the last few weeks? Uh, we brought up a, a funny joke. I want to say like two weeks ago, it was a Grand Theft Auto mod. Yeah, I think we posted it on on Facebook. or Yeah, it was a GIF that someone posted where they had added the Note 7 as a bomb in Grand Theft Auto as a mod. And you could basically slap the phone onto the side of a car and watch it drive off and explode. Yes. Yeah. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Oh, it's, it's extremely hilarious. Samsung disagrees. <laughs> yes, they do. They don't have much of a sense of humor with this. It turns out this is not a laughing matter for them. I think the humor of it is, has been all sucked out of the whole situation. I don't billions think anyone, and billions of dollars will do that. I, I don't think anyone over there is laughing anymore. Strangely. Um, they've petitioned to take down the videos on copyright infringement, uh, which is funny because they don't own the mod and they don't own the game, but right. YouTube still allowed it. 
doesn't doesn't Apple actually own the the look of the Samsung phone? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I would say that's up to the S two, not the uh, the S <laughs> seven. But uh, now Samsung has actually gotten the mod removed, like in total, so you can't find the mod anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's they they don't like that. They don't. No, like it turns it. out they really don't. Hmm. <laughs> there has to be a way around that. There really does. Maybe just like an actual musical note that has like a spinning galaxy on it. <laughs> just slap that symbol on there and everyone kind of knows, oh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I know what you're talking about there. Uh, I see what you did. I like that. I like that. Now the, the creator can just go, no, no, see, we're blowing them up with music. Yes. We're killing them with sick tunes. Killing them softly. <laughs> Samsung's also doing some stuff over in India, though. Now, yeah, we've they ta- are. We've talked about Tizen before. Yeah, um, not for a while. Yeah, I thought it was kind of dead, because it wasn't yeah. supposed to be on their their smartwatches, and then, I don't know, maybe it is, I don't know, but I never hear anything. Exactly, and we hear pretty much everything about tech. Um, it's just kind of odd, but I guess it's really booming in India, which kind of makes sense. It's kind of a, a cheaper market over there, a more affordable market. And they are launching a contest to try and get people to develop games for Tizen. Our very first headline was about Pokemon Go, right? Fastest game to hit $600 million. The mobile gaming industry has huge money in it. This is no, I'm not dropping any bombshells here. Everyone knows this. Well, what does it matter if your phone platform doesn't support any games and there are no games for it? That's one of the big reasons why people stayed away from BlackBerry. I don't want a BlackBerry. I can't play games. Well, I don't want to develop for BlackBerry. No one's going to buy my games. You know, it's it's a horrible catch-22. And Samsung's now facing it with Tizen. Yeah. So... I don't know. If they take off here, we might start to see Tizen games on other things. Gotta see Tizen on other things first, though, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there is that little technicality there. But hey, overseas. <laughs> I just, what do you want to bet Schmitty has tried to put Tizen on a Raspberry Pi? I wouldn't be surprised at all. In fact, I saw today uh, Fedora is officially out for Raspberry Pi. Yeah, yeah, they've they've got an officially supported build of it. So sweet. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. Where are we? Oh, so in the news of stupid. I I don't know where to start with this one. There's a, um, a Trojan attack on Android that attempts to get you to take a selfie as a means of verification. Now, uh, this isn't unheard of, though I think it's dumb. Uh, some companies like MasterCard have done that. So if you want to verify a purchase, you can take a selfie um, instead of using a fingerprint or entering a password or... Honestly, just use the freaking fingerprint. 
instead, um, hackers have put in place a kind of ingenious system saying, hey, to verify this purchase, please take a selfie holding up your card or ID. Which is awesome. I think it's evil genius. I mean, this is like Skull Island type of evil genius. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah. When I'm saying stupid, I'm not saying the hackers are. No, 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 no. Now, how dumb do you have to be to fall for this, though? I... <laughs> We're just speechless. We're, there are not the words. If we had Donald Trump here, I'm sure he could use the best words to describe the situation. This would be the bigliest, you know, hacking scheme ever to hit Android. And the real problem is, is that Hillary, Hillary's decisions led directly to this hacking scheme. Yeah, we just need to fix the cyber, and it'll be okay. Right. The real danger with this, and I'm not using my Trump vernacular anymore. The real danger is that the way this. Trojan works is it overlays the legitimate billing system on your phone. Yeah, like I said, evil genius here. This is like, I think you have to have been like a lab accident victim to come up with this. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. If this happens to you, if you see some strange verification system on your phone, wipe your phone. Yeah, just be safe. Just wipe it. Hold off on making that purchase till you can get to a computer and use an actual or or the actual store or call into customer service or any other way and then wipe your phone just to be sure. Yeah. Nuke it from orbit just to be safe. Speaking yes. of dumb the first review of uh, Google Assistant is out. Uh, it's from Gizmodo. One of their reporters, Michael Nunes, uh, has been using Google Assistant and has found it's really stupid. No, it's out. Alex Kranz. Alex Kranz? I thought it was Alex Kranz, not Michael. Oh, He's no. one of them, yeah, but uh, the, the reporter, oh, Michael okay. Nunes, was the one who actually did oh, it. Oh, Kranz is the guy who wrote the article, person yeah. who wrote it. Uh, so Sorry. the goal is a intelligent virtual assistant. And many of the things it's telling you to do or it's saying that they want that it's failing at, I'm I'm confused here, okay? I should backpedal a little bit. I should back up, explain to you what it is they want. They want to be able to tell their assistant, I'm looking for this kind of restaurant. It finds that kind of restaurant. And then you say, make me a reservation for Saturday. And it can do that all on the fly without you needing to re-specify the command. That is evidently, supposedly, according to these reporters, the goal. And Siri... Gets it right half the time, but she seems warmer and much more relatable and much more easier to talk to, while Google Assistant gets it wrong nearly every time and has no personality at all, which I've always found is also the issue with Google now. No personality in the voice. Oh, yeah. What's confusing to me about this is the fact that Cortana has had that since launch, and no one ever seems to bring her up in these discussions. Now, 
I don't want to play into my bias. I am a Windows fan. I will always be biased that way, and I, I recognize that. Uh, but I've even thrown the question out to Schmitty, who is a Google fanboy, and I'm going, you know, is this just me? Is this just my bias? He goes, no, it's it's absolutely accurate. Google Now and Google Assistant can't do what Cortana does, and no one ever wants to talk about Cortana. Well, I think one of the big downsides to Cortana, and I, I put Cortana on my phone a couple weeks ago when we were talking about it on the show. And the biggest drawback for me is I can't just say, hey, Cortana had to look to see if it launched on my computer. Never does. I don't know why. She doesn't like me. Uh, But I can't just say that and have it pop up on my screen like I can if I say, okay, Google. Had to check my phone. (laughs) It's it's really... um, the heck is going on i'm seeing weird stuff for for you listeners i don't know zook is like in screen share mode or something trying to show off how awesome cortana is no i'm trying to show you where to enable the voice command oh okay i thought that i had at some point but yeah and you can even train her so she only listens to you that's awesome Mm-hmm. so i i will yeah oh, i've got it on I've got it on. Have you so. trained her? Uh, I've tried. So, yes, she, she I have. She can be cantankerous. I, I, I need to battle that Cortana. Wow. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the main drawback with Cortana. I would love, I thought Cortana's interface on Android was wonderful. I, I thought it was, it was very attractive interface. Really liked it a lot. But and and I like the voice a lot better than than Google. But I just can't get to it from any screen. I have to go into Cortana and talk to Cortana. I have to work too hard at that relationship. <laughs> that is the best way to put it, I guess. Yeah, that just it it, it makes me work too hard. So, all right. Um, well. Um... I didn't know this, but evidently THX was sold. Yeah, that just came out this week here. Um, I forget. I forget the details. Yeah, Razer bought it. Uh, the gaming mouse and keyboard company. Um, so I'm I'm interested what this means they're going to do. What are what is their end game here? Yeah, and we don't know how much they spent. Or what they're going to do with it, but THX, which was, for if you're aware, created by George Lucas, is now a Razor property. So go fig. I I think that this is going to lead Razor to get into the headphones and VR stuff a lot more. You think so? I think so. I I think speakers and. I think speakers are are a given as well. Man, that would be awesome if I could have THX headphones. That would be. I mean, I've got Dolby, but THX, wow. Yeah. Very cool stuff. Um, Let's see. What else do we have here? Got a couple more Apple news, Apple pieces of news here. Um, iOS 
uh, 10.0.3 for iPhone 7 and 7 Plus came out. And Colin is excited about this. Why is Colin excited? Because as Colin is dying on the ground, he often has connectivity issues with his cellular network. Well, that explains why he's always dead. Yes, and why he hasn't been here for a while and why we can talk trash and he won't retaliate. Um, But yeah, they've got... They've got issues where they're losing cellular connectivity. And for once, they didn't say you're using it wrong. They actually came out and they, they pushed a fix. So so there is that. So if you're on iOS 10.0 whatever and you're having cellular issues, go for it. Download it and have fun. And hope it doesn't break your phone. And then, Indeed. And then uh, Apple is apparently getting out of the car market, sort of. They were building cars uh, for years, Project Titan. Uh, they're now just going to start doing more of the software for the car. Kind of like I see this kind of as an Android Auto thing, um, except Apple, not Android. So, yeah, you can check out the details. Personally, I don't really care because I'm not an Apple guy. So, that's it. That's it. Let's do our favorite, Zook. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, mine comes from our friend Lisa Foyles. Uh, at first, this sounds um, like she's very bored. She's she's talking about how to get in the mood for Thanksgiving. Or Sorry, I'm Halloween. an idiot. Not Thanksgiving. Halloween. Thank you. And it's tough because you have to remember she's a mom now. She's an adult, as we all are, many of us anyway. And... Um, Holidays suddenly take on a very different connotation when you reach that milestone. And you can kind of tell she's she's kind of had it with a lot of holidays, but she doesn't want to give up the spirit of Halloween. And so she gives us many, many, many wonderful pieces of advice on how to keep the spirit of Halloween alive uh, from a cynical, wine-soaked standpoint. It's awesome. She and, does point out that maybe you shouldn't go through the unregulated haunted houses in people's homes. <laughs> that is true. That is true. You know, whenever she comes out with a new video, I just smile because she always makes me laugh. Um, my favorite is an Android app this week. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I found an app somebody had recommended called AccuBattery. And what it does is it helps protect your battery health using a charge alarm. If you only charge your phone up to 80%, your battery is going to last a lot longer than if you charge it to 100%. And I've been hearing this for years, but I don't care enough to pay attention. So it sets an alarm when your phone hits 80%, the alarm goes, just unplug your phone. And it also gives you a lot of really good statistics on your battery. I mean, it tells you your battery health, your battery usage, your battery capacity, and it's all based on science. It's not one of these battery saver apps that's going to go in and kill kill things and actually, you know, use battery to do it. And it, it but it does measure the actual battery usage, and it's got a lot of great information. So if you are an Android user, this is an app that I would definitely recommend checking out and you know, I've had it now for a couple of weeks. I'm very happy with it. And best of all, it's free. I'm so getting this. It's, Just saying. It's wonderful. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that is our show this week. Um, hey, what are you thinking about? Let us know. Give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Write us uh, feedback at StolenDroids.com. Drop us a line on Twitter. Comment on us on Facebook. I'll work on getting that article out this week on how to avoid getting hacked. And until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.